morning, everyone. Good morning, team. Good to see you. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Morning, Facebook user, whoever you are. <laughs> You're probably behind the Facebook veil of a private group, uh, but welcome. Good to see you, Luke, Graham, Deb, Scott. Hey, you got a bit of rain up there in air, mate. There you go. Interesting. Sharon, <clears throat> tell you a quick interesting story. Many years ago, I I, uh, I was born and grew up in North Queensland, uh, born in Charters Towers, moved out to Pentland, which was further west on the way to Mount Isa, moved back to Charters Towers, um, spent a bit of time in Townsville anyway, and then I left when I could, uh, get out of Dodge as quick as I could when I realised the world was bigger than uh, those places. But hey, listen, Air, a little story of Air many years ago, many, many years ago in the early 2000s when we started Positive Real Estate, uh, we uh, we discovered Air as a cash flow town many years ago. This was probably 2004, 2005. And um, Scott, we sent emails to about 30,000 investors uh, about a, prop- a couple of properties we'd found for our clients in Air. We used to be a buyer's agent uh, back in the day. These days we're an investment agency, so a little bit different but the same. Um, and uh, we sent email out to about 30,000 investors saying, hey, we found these cash flow properties in air. It's a great town. And um, we blew air up. <laughs> that town doubled in value in about four months. Uh, there you go, back in the day. What's that What's that called on the stock market? That's called insider trading, um, you know, manipulating the marketplace. Um, but in real estate, that's just, uh, you know, uh, letting, letting the market do its thing, do its thing. Anyway. Little funny, little funny anecdote about air, mate. I hope you stay well and safe up there. If it's too too rainy, it can get bloody wet fast. The Burdekin River can come down hard um, up your way. So there you go. Hello, Renee. Ah, uh, cool, great. That's awesome. Uh, Megan's an awesome, awesome coach. You're in great hands there, Renee. Well done. Hey, listen, folks. Let's get into it today. Uh, I thought we might have a little talk about Melbourne. <clears throat> What's the go with Melbourne? Um, you know, tell me in the chat, what are your thoughts, your pros and cons about Melbourne right now? Um, it's Australia's, well, one of Australia's biggest cities. But uh, for you, uh, tell me right now, just, you know, getting the, getting the feel of the marketplace, what's your version of Melbourne? Because my version of Melbourne's pretty, pretty bullish, I think. Uh, Melbourne's got a... Huge future in everyone's portfolio. Um, but uh, how do you guys see the Melbourne marketplace right now? And I've got a bit of stats. I'm going to have a little look at um, uh, Melbourne and Brisbane. I've got some pretty cool stats. Um, Nigel, boom, bought in Canterbury. Hey, you'll be – that's awesome, Nigel. Um, yeah, yeah. Pros, lots of people. Cons, lots of people. <laughs> it's probably a good place to own a uh, investment, Alison, but uh, you might not want to live there um, as we go. But listen, Sam talks about this uh, all the time. Uh, in Australia, we have two, you know, rather large cities that, um, you know, are just powerhouses of our economy. Uh, that is Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, then we've got our, what he would call, um, you know, uh, new cities, which are sort of Brisbane and Perth, you know, and then, you know, you've got your baby cities, that the ones that are trying hard, but not really cities, you know, places like Canberra. Um, Adelaide's, Adelaide's a city. I'm going to give you guys a bit of cheek. <laughs> but, you know, 
Uh, they're not as massive as those other other places. So owning a piece of real estate in places like Melbourne right now in comparison to somewhere like Sydney, uh, from a price point of view, is um, is pretty cost effective. And uh, let's have a little talk about what that looks like this morning. So, um, you know, because our supply chain team, and I'm going to drive it with supply this morning. Remember, what are the sort of the, the, the main factors for us here uh, when it comes to the supply of real estate or pressures in a marketplace when it comes to so you know what are the main uh, what are the main uh, what are the main big six key drivers when it comes to growth and value in a a uh, piece of real estate in a, in a marketplace and we look you know uh, there's lots of minutia after these main six but um, you know if you look at you know the marketplace when we come to all right what what's the one that's most influential right now we're being exposed oh let me put that down a little bit right now we're being exposed let's see if i can fit that into the page there you go right now we're being exposed to some market uh movement or some market uh influence by the interest rates you know uh the world of uh banks and um you know institutions mucking around with the cost of money you know cost of money at the moment is going up you know the, the next one is supply and demand. I'm going to talk about that one today, certainly when it comes in relation to Melbourne, um, you know, supply and demand. You know, the idea that um, um, if there's low supply, high demand, if we've got access to money, things will move and we'll talk about what that looks like. You know, jobs and employment, you know, employment um, and jobs uh, right now, that is very positive for a lot of people. Uh, we're talking about, you know, infrastructure, uh, the spending. And uh, if you look at Melbourne, the spending for Melbourne is is uh, significant. I might try and find that in a second, actually. I'll show you guys something um, in that space. Uh, we're talking about the politics, you know, at the, you know, uh, it's fairly stable. You know, it's not people aren't sort of waving flags and, and, uh, and uh, sticks around when it comes to messing with our, uh, our investment vehicle. Um, as we go, and uh, we're talking about sort of, you know, demographics slash population, all right, population. So we're going to talk about that today, but you have a look at these ones, probably the ones that I'm going to sort of dine out on today, which is supply and demand in Melbourne and uh, the demographics and the population because, you know, it's pretty interesting when it comes to this, and I'm going to sort of zoom back up to the top here to have a look at what's going on, but, you know, Let's have a look at, you know, a general bit of an overview of the, the marketplace in Melbourne. It was charging along fairly nicely. If we have a look at the sort of the migration and the population growth, you know, which was driving, you know, a lot of Melbourne for, you know, a fair chunk prior to the COVID times, you know, that was uh, that was pretty positive, folks. But, um, you know, when, you know, we've all seen the COVID uh, dip, you know, across many uh, areas and many states, um, tell me right now, which state, uh, which state grew in COVID times by fifty thousand uh, people in population? Which state grew in, in? Chuck that in the chat for me. Um, but Melbourne, uh, you know, check this stuff out. You know, this is the medium density supply chain, folks. Medium density, which means uh, townhouses and apartments, from the inner city all the way to the outer ring, um, and uh, this is. Uh, this is uh, uh, Charter Creek Kramer. They do some great, 
research for us. Yeah, Queensland, that's it. That's it, Team Queensland. So, you know, our pick right now for, for two different reasons, Queensland has got more momentum, more population, you know, uh, a rosier picture. Melbourne is the underdog right now. It's actually really undervalued, super undervalued for the size of the city and what's going to happen with its rent and its population coming soon. So that's our sort of kind of pick, you know, but uh, today we're dining out of Melbourne, right? So check out the vacancy rate. It's actually down a little bit lower now. It's actually down at 1.2 um, uh, I got from the other day. Uh, that was July. Now, you know, the median rent uh, is up, you know, collectively 19 plus. It's up sort of 24%, okay, from, you know, 2020, which is fantastic, up 24%. Uh, the vacancy rate down very low on its way to being under 1%. Uh, you wait till we get some population moving into Melbourne and, um, you know, away we go. So, you know, What's going on with our uh, supply and demand down there in Melbourne? Where do, uh, where are our pieces of real estate being supplied? Which sort of marketplace? If you have a little sticky bigger, this this is quite good. I like this stuff. When you're having a look at, you know, what projects are going where, you know, and the number of uh, the number of properties being uh, completed. Uh, and the number of apartments being completed. So the interesting thing, and you'll see a little chart in a minute, uh, and so the interesting thing is not everything that goes up for approval, not every property that gets up for launch or whatever it is goes through to completion or even starting a project. And what's happening right now, folks, um, certainly across uh, many markets in Australia is that the little bit of the uncertainty when it comes to finance right now. So finance right now is not only affecting the buyers, people are sort of, you know, the average person is sitting on their hands right now, doesn't realise how much of a good buying opportunity it is, but it's also affecting the supply chain, which was already affected prior to COVID. You guys have heard me talk about this. 2018, the APRA bullshit um, absolutely poleaxed the supply chain uh, and um, it continued continued to be worse. Now, it was APRA started the decline, right? APRA started the decline. Then COVID came along and and actually made it worse. And now the interest rates going up are making the supply of new real estate worse. And I'm like, we are headed for a disaster. And you can hear murmurs of, um, you can hear murmurs of state legislation about restricting rental rises right now. They're scrambling behind the scenes trying to make some things happen. Uh, And, uh, you know, the government needs to take responsibility for that and they're going to try and, you know, wiggle out of it. But anyway, that's a a chat for another day. That's a chat for another day. Hey, morning, Kevin, all the way from Florida. Good to see you, mate. David, good to see you. Listen, as you would expect, there would be more... Uh, apartments uh, and medium density things created or, um, you know, completed in the inner city ring. So, you know, if you have a look at sort of that, you know, bandwidth there, and when you look, you know, into the city and and, and outside, you can see the differences, you know, when it comes to that's probably, you know, all apartment area and sort of out here would be sort of townhouses and, you know, random apartments every now and then. So you can see the supply is different between, uh, you know, certain locations, which is, um, 
which is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, Alison. It's politics is such a funny beast, right? You go, you vote in maybe the Greens because you know you like their their um, environmental policies or you know whatever it is, you know. And this is not a this is not a chip at how anyone in you know votes. You know, I certainly you know entertained you know um, some alternative voting this year, but then you end up you know. Yeah, they're extreme on one end because you want them to fix the environment. Then they're going to, you know, take some pretty average approaches to, you know, entrepreneurialism and and finances and stuff like that. You know, anyway, it's a hard gig. I wouldn't bloody do it. But you guys know what I you, we talk about all the time. Politics is our number one risk in um, in creating our wealth. Uh, number one risk. The the pollies are the maniacs. They're the number one wealth eroders in this country when it comes to individuals, right? So if you have a look at this team, um, you know, over 2021, 20, 22, you know, uh, apartments launched, the gross number of apartments to apartments completed. The time frame from a launch, so a property being approved, so I want to build some apartments there and being completed. Tell me in the chat, how long do you think, like the time frame from, you know, launch, commencing uh, and completion would take? Tell me that. Tell me that in the chat because this is really important to understand when it comes to the supply chain and where we sit right now and why I am, Sam and I are so, so, so bullish when it comes to a number of these marketplaces, especially the ones we can afford to buy in, right, especially the ones that make sense and especially the ones that are going to receive huge amounts of uh, jobs and or population. Yeah, absolutely, two to five years. Uh, Margaret, I think 18 months is a little uh, a little keen, but, you know, even if we say launch um, and we're talking about the development approval, you, you're talking at least three to five years, folks, three to five years. And at the moment, at the moment, because of some supply constraints with construction material, uh, and uh, some jobs, right, and some job issues. Folks, I am going to tell you right now, I think this is going to push out between four and six years. The supply problem we have right now in Australia, especially on the East Coast, is not going to normalise for at least five years, probably maybe even a decade. Um, that's my big call right now. And, the, and if you're listening in, like, you know, you're – and you're worried about the property market because, you know, some twit, you know, on, you know, uh, 60 Minutes read some stupid article from the bank, you know, who's it's which is self-serving anyway, um, and trying to terrify you into locking your interest rates in and all this bullshit. You know, the real story in our property market right now is the government has absolutely clustered, clustered this up, right? Uh, and our supply chain, the supply of residential real estate is in absolute all sorts right now, all sorts. How can we end up where we are right now? Check this out. A 76% decrease, 76% decrease in an already undersupplied market. How do we end up here, folks? And this is, this is what you need to pay attention to. Yes, the interest rates are going up. Manage your cash flow. Now, that's 101. You know, don't buy something you can't afford to buy. 
You know, don't buy something that's too negative. Uh, cash flow, make sure you do your PAYG variations, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, you know, there are forces afoot that the government cannot get back on track and it's only the free market. The free market, which means you and me as investors buying properties are going to bring supply to the marketplace right now or enough supply anyway. Have a look at the amount of uh, properties we have fallen from, all right? So if you have a little look at sort of, you know, um, you know, the peak sort of 2000 and, you know, 15 to 2018, probably a 2017, right? This kind of peak period here for Melbourne, right? That kind of peak period, have a look at the fall. It is dramatic, folks. Dramatic. Absolutely dramatic. We are in absolute all sorts, all sorts when it comes to this. And have a look at the launch. So these are the commencements. These are projects starting and these are launches. So, you know, even, you know, the launches from 6,500 in 2021, now down to 4,100, that's another like 30% drop in one year, okay, uh, for apartments, like launches, like projects being started. I, I'm predicting that's going to get worse and then obviously that'll get worse. That's what's going to happen in the Melbourne marketplace. And um, if you have a little look at, you know, our supply chain in, a, in another way or completions, Completions are heading that way as well. So, you know, um, pretty interesting when it comes to the world of this market, folks, you know, and, um, you know, there's going to be, you know, some big issues, pronounced shortage, blah, blah, blah. You know, what does it look like into the future? You know, here's what, you know, the um, future of completions are. Uh, with the construction cycle already underway and they may have already been going two or three or four years. I can tell you right now, that's, this here's what I can tell you. See these completions right now, see these completions <clears throat> in 23 and 24 uh, and 25. Tell me, folks, is that new properties coming to market? So when you see these completions, right, when you see these completions, let's say things that are going to complete in 23, financial year 23, are those completions, is that new properties being brought to market? Well, tell me what you see here. And it, it's kind of a trick question. I'm not giving it away, but maybe maybe I'll, I'll have a sip of my coffee and I'll see if anyone picks it up. You go, oh, there's plenty of completions going on. All right. Tell me what you see here about these completions. Uh, I'll, I'll fill it in. They're fake. They're fake. Yep, they're yes, they're new properties to market, Graham. However, I would say, you know, a large chunk of these, a large chunk of these, they're off the plan market, yes. A large chunk of these will be driven and they will be owner-occupiers, okay? Why is why would they be owner-occupiers down there in Melbourne, a large chunk of these? Tell me that in the chat. And they are, these are already accounted for. They're already purchased. They're not new properties. This is not new supply. This is already existing supply. Is everyone listening, right? So these are coming to market, but it's it's they're coming to rent, right? Which is down from you know thirty thousand, right? But a lot of these are going to be owner occupier, and why? Because of the great giveaway of free money by the governments of recent times in the in the COVID stimulus, they gave away money. Basically, 
everyone who was smart enough to get a piece of that action almost ended up with a free property if you could buy the right priced property. Okay, you couldn't buy you couldn't buy houses um, uh, very well in many of those markets. Absolutely, Chris, good uh, good pickup. Yeah, and any any properties with a triple O postcode in any state in any city or capital city, stay away from. They're rubbish. The lenders hate them. Um, <clears throat> they they um, unless you're buying you know forty million dollar penthouses that overlook the Sydney Harbour Bridge and and stuff like that. Your regular rentals in the triple O postcodes are rubbish. Lenders hate them. Alamai hates them. You know they're terrible. <clears throat> so stay away from them. Okay. So. Let's have a look at the takeaways we've got here, right? Like Melbourne, the median house price compared to the median apartment price, you know, well over 300, close to $350,000 worth of difference in that price. That's why I'm quite bullish about the apartment market down in Melbourne. And if you look at the population, you know, um, um, population projections team, population's projections, Melbourne will become Australia's biggest city. Now, how can Melbourne be 30 to 40% cheaper than Sydney, folks, and be its biggest city? Tell me what's going on there, right? So, you know, a couple of uh, cons for Melbourne. Um, as at the moment, the rents are a little bit lower in, in uh, yield, but that will not stay that way for long. The rent boom is coming. And I would be purchasing now if you are in the marketplace and you want a piece of Melbourne and you don't have one uh, now before the rents take off, right? Who who would sell their property when the rents go up two or $300? It's lunacy. I'd, I'd be sitting on that sucker forever and a day, right? Um, that's your challenge right now. Um, and what is coming? A population boom, folks. A massive population boom coming in in that way um, uh, as you go. Brendan, <coughs> block size is um, is an interesting one. Certainly certainly as a part of your portfolio, Brendan, you want a piece, uh, you want to mix up your portfolio and have some land in there for sure. And I and you know have a listen to a few of the the wealth coffee chats I've, I've chatted about before. Uh, land is not the be all and end all, certainly um, uh, larger larger blocks of land. Oh, you're talking about block size. Okay. Um, it's actually, Brendan, you, you know what? Um, it's, actually, it's actually the other way around, mate. Uh, we've been doing this for 25 years, actually, and we find the, the blocks uh, of between sort of 60 and 120 apartments are very well maintained because they've got enough apartments in there to have a um, uh, have enough money in the kitty. Okay, a couple of things, and this is where people sort of you know it's probably a bit long today, Brendan. But um, let me, uh, yeah, no, I, I misinterpreted your your thing there, Brendan. But yeah, block size units. Um, what we find two things. The quality of the properties. So don't buy in a, an apartment block if it's if it's really low quality apartments. Absolute disaster. It'll be a slum shithole forever and a day. It'll never change. Okay. So and 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 I don't like the bottom end of town from my wealth anyway. Like I don't like buying in low socio economic areas. You, you're buying middle 
Um, you're buying middle to bottom end of high when it comes to quality. So buy in really good quality apartment blocks. No, don't buy the cheapest. Buy the buy the best value. Uh, and what you want to do, Brendan, is you want to be buying in neighbourhoods, whether it's land or apartments, where the majority of those properties are attractive to owner-occupiers. Now, I'll give you an example. Now, uh, we work with a bunch of providers who build amazing things. Like let's say there's one in Brisbane called Aria. Now, every single property, nearly every single property at day one is purchased by an investor. So 100 properties purchased by an investor. Some people say, oh, that's a disaster. Well, when you say that, you don't know what you're talking about. Like there's so many, there's so many things to consider. Uh, we have had thousands, and I mean thousands and thousands of investors make amazing money um, by buying the right thing at the right time and the right way. Aria, perfect example. You know, a hundred apartments within five years. A lot of people have sold them. Not out. Not the PRE clients. Um, a lot of people have sold them on to owner occupiers, and owner occupiers are paying premiums to get into those properties. So maybe I'll do a little bit of a wealth coffee chat on that one. But good question, Brendan. There is, there's a little bit more to consider, certainly when it comes to buying apartments than uh, when it comes to buying houses. But for me, I'm actually uh, in the world of like, um, um, uh, I'm I'm actually weighted at about 65% in my portfolio of um, medium density. So because I like the income play, uh, I like furnishing and I like Airbnb because that's um, that's a nice little play for my uh, portfolio. But there you go. Okay. Anyway, I'll move on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jump in. Brendan, jump in and have a listen to Sam's stuff. <clears throat> he breaks it down amazingly for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, Alison, thanks for that shout out. Yeah, it could, Gary. I, 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 listen, I don't think it'll flow back to Sydney, Gary. I think it, yeah, you're right. I think it'll go to places like Queensland. Um, you know, South Australia is attractive because of its price point. Certainly, I think it'll go to where prices are better and jobs are okay, Gary. Like, that's what we see often. Um, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, Melbourne, there's people coming, folks. There's a massive population boom coming, um, and we might talk about that in coming days uh, as well. Anyway, I'm 10 minutes over today. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out We're on the Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Uh, we might call it quits there. And um, a few great questions. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Alison. Thanks to all you guys joining us today. Hopefully our Wealth Coffee Chats are useful. You guys stay well, stay awesome. And, um, yeah, tomorrow we'll uh, we'll do the same breakdown on Brisbane. Don't miss it. It'll be an awesome one. Um, there you go. All right, folks, take care. Bye for now. Bye.